0: ready
1: hey guys what's up welcome to the rhythm and pixels video game music podcast episode 14-3 that is world 14 stage three of a podcast we're your hosts my name is rob nichols I'm, that I'm, no. Player two, Pernell over there, stuffing his face full of, um, that's not even hers potato chips. I am disappointed in you. (laughs) Hey,
0: I needed Flaming Hot, man. These things were supposedly spicy. They're a delicious product, and I'm supporting a janitor's well-being by buying those chips. So, Mm -hmm. it works out. You're probably, what the heck are you talking about? Is that a story for for later?
1: It could be. Okay. It, (laughs) It could be. Well, I'm hoping you're enjoying them. And I hope you're enjoying listening to our podcast. Um, Every week we get together, we hang out, we listen to great video game music of the past and the present. Um, There's no console restrictions. There's no generation restrictions. There's no sound chip restrictions. Whatever is great music within a specific theme is the only restriction. However, if we do come up with a restriction, you'll probably be the
0: second to know. You'll be the first to know. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. hey, hey. You are, you're on the list. Yeah, they're down. They got to come a little below. We got to tell Elvis first. Elvis deserves to know before anybody. Else. Yeah,
1: Elvis is our... Okay, Elvis is the um, the studio dog. <laughs> <laughs> He's our mascot. He is our mascot. Old, old man puppy Um, He is the first to listen to all of our podcasts because he's here when we record. He's here when I edit. (laughs) Though he's deaf, so it's more like (laughs) That's right. He lost his hearing. Oh, it's so sad. He'll never get to know the joy of music again. But he knows it in his head. If I I turn the bass up, up. if I turn the bass up really loud, he can, like, feel it? Do you think he'll understand?
0: Actually, he would. Though he'd be confused at the same time. I don't know. You might be wondering why in the world are these guys talking so much? Aside from the fact that
1: Well, you just downloaded a podcast, so you you know what you're in for. <laughs> good point, good point. All right, but so... aside from that, yeah. aside from that. Right, what have you been playing? I know you did some reviews for some games. I'd like to know what you played this past week.
0: Well, let me see. I just played a game called Void Space Racing mm-hmm. for the Nintendo Switch. It is not good. Mm. It is frustrating. And we joked on the podcast that this is officially my first review for his show, where I flat out said, do not buy this game. I did have a, a you know, a unless thing in there. I didn't want to outright just shut the game up. But I was like, unless you're a glutton for punishment and um, learning how the game works, because it it's pretty- a racing game with no friction, and you're just a ball in space, and you have to fly through a bunch of rings.
1: Okay. But... Sounds like Superman 64. Probably, hey, might be, honestly. It Flying, is a, can hardly control yourself, have to what, go through rings. Well, think
0: thing about it is like nauseam. you play the tutorial, and the tutorial is the most non-efficient thing. It tells you nothing. It's like, here's what arrows look like, and here's where they go. Here are all the buttons, fly your thing. And then you're doing that, and as you start to get the hang of it, like, okay, I think I understand how my ship works. Then you go into the first race, and you can't unlock any other races until you come in first in their other races, mm-hmm. the first ones. So you start the race thinking okay these guys are going to be flying like me which is accelerate decelerate and then going to the race so I can kind of readjust my ship and move on. No, they fly perfect routes every time even on the easy difficulty. You will never fly a ship as well as those guys do. And if you oh. do I told I said on the show like if the developers listen to me talk about their game and trash it, please put me in my place by showing me how to play the game because that's how much that's how frustrated this and makes And he's like me.
1: a better like learning
0: yeah, it's situation. like, you know, the internet likes, you'll review a game, and then the internet will read it, and then the whole comment section is, you're not even a real gamer, you don't even know how to play the game, get a real guy to play. i like, look here, anybody who says that before they hear me say this, I already hate you and I've never met you, because I am good at games, this game is yeah, just yeah. bad. No,
1: no, no, I'm the one that's bad at games. <laughs> it, it, Although, if it's hard like that, I usually get more interested in like trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah, and that would have been fine if you weren't mm-hmm. stuck on one track with one car. That's... Until you got a perfect run on a race. And then maybe you'll get another one? Yeah, maybe you'll get another car, but then you have to do it again. Oh,
1: that's rough, man. That but, sounds
0: so rough. But and it's, uh, aside from that, I played a, a shmup, an interesting shmup called mm. the Aces of the Luftwaffe. Oh, that sounds very familiar. It is a weird game. It is a squadron-based shmup. And if you're playing alone, you control all four of them at once they fly in a formation. Oh, Otherwise, cool. other players can control
1: them. So this is a typical shmup, essentially. You know, you is pick up... The vertical or horizontal? Oh, vertical. Okay. So Two-dimensional, vertical, shoot them up.
0: Yes. You fly, you shoot things, and you pick up power-ups as you go. The usual spiel. But the weird thing about the game is that every one of the pilots has a, a condition that afflicts them. Mm. Like the one <laughs> of the pilots suffers from poisoning and he's still trying to deal with. And what happens is every once in a he's while... He's been poisoned. He's been poisoned. Okay. And every once in a while, the poison will affect him and he starts losing health. And the only way you can keep him from dying mm-hmm. is by flying very
1: slowly to allow the poison to run through his system. Weird. So like as you go, suddenly like, oh, the poison's affectinging, effect- affectinging, affecting this ship in this perfect formation that you've been doing the whole time
0: yep so it makes okay now you gotta fly like this another guy is narcoleptic he falls (laughs) asleep at the controls I like that and when he falls asleep he just kind of flies like floating around and you have to keep him from getting hit because he's asleep I behind do. the on the on the wheel and, and these are the aces these are the oh, no, the aces surprisingly are the enemies you're fighting the oh, they're to... called the aces of the luftwaffe oh, okay it's like if germany came after the united states after world war 2 hmm. with futuristic technology and ships Oh, the other two guys, one of them is afraid of heights, which is the most ridiculous <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> like a pilot who's afraid of, afraid of heights, and then the last person suffers from anger management, and they'll get aggressive when at the, the, certain points in fights, and they'll start trying to crash into everything, including you. So you have to dodge his ship until he calms down.
1: That's funny. I like that.
0: It was a good game. It was a nice palate cleanser to, um, to the other game. But I will say one last game is going on, the situation I'm dealing with, and I think listeners might laugh because they know
1: about my backlog problems. So you're, you're a problem meaning you're playing through a game that you're having an issue with? No, no, no. I'm uh, wh- good at video games. I can help you.
0: Oh, oh I, <laughs> you monster. <laughs> no. No, no, what's no up? like uh, my problem with just having too many games. Oh, yeah, yeah, just
1: too many to, to play.
0: Yes, and uh, the current situation now is that Octopath Traveler came out for the Nintendo Switch recently. Which Very is a
1: JRPG, the- which is- means it's going to...
0: Give, it's gonna cost hours. Yes, it is a time sink I've heard. A lot of hours. Which would be interesting if I'd even started it, but I find myself now going, I can't play this game because I never played through Lost Fear, which was on the Switch by Squaresoft or Square Enix, and then Bravely Second, which was the same developers who made Octopath Traveler, which I never played through. So now I'm like, I gotta play through both of these before starting Octopath. Why? Because, Why? I, because if I don't they might get left in the, in the dust I, I gotta at least so instead to... you're gonna leave all three of them in the dust no I'm playing Lost Sphere right now okay. but I keep getting sleepy at home <laughs> either playing the game or not and I just pass out and a, I don't I, make a, any progress a real gamer would stay awake for now
1: we're going down this road the whole episode a real gamer would just take no doze all night and <laughs> just
0: stay up like, and that's like no I'm a
1: responsible gamer and I'm not gonna do that to yeah. myself I'm better than that So today's topic is, and it's a little bit nostalgia for me because I I played a lot of these games in the arcade. We're talking, well it's not specifically this type of game, but we are talking fishing games or music for fishing within other games. Yes. So that's, it's it's broader than you think, but there's a lot of fishing video games. People love fishing. Mm -hmm. Um, And Sega really got into it. (laughs) Yes, they did. In an
0: interesting way, too, honestly. But I was not all that great with playing the games, per se. I was more about the mini-game fishing guy, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, which will probably come up from the show. But uh, I do like the practice of fishing as a whole, even yeah. though I get my line tangled and have to bloom in time. But let's get the show kicking yeah. off. Well, first, trek.
1: first we have to give a huge, huge thank you to Wicked Sephiroth. Oh, right. That's right. Because Cause he sent us a whole bunch of fishing music, and we were like, we should do a fishing episode. And yep. so, so thank you. Thank you so much, Wicked Sephiroth, um, for this. Um, and for a lot of these. Thank picks you for that this bouncing that we
0: have received and we'll be playing on
1: the show. Well exactly. Uh, he he taught us how to fish. <laughs> <We> could... <laughs> They're awful. <laughs> well, no, he gave us fish. And so we're going to podcast for the day. Yes. But we're gonna teach you how to fish. And you can podcast forever. <laughs> these jokes, these jokes um, are hurting me, man. So he took he took one fish, fishing game, and cut it up into four, and we're gonna feed an entire village. Okay, I'm gonna laugh at that because we gotta start. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is odd-numbered episodes, So, um, what did you want to kick us off with? You said you found some you had you know, some fishing mini games that came right to your mind immediately, right? Well, yes and no, because a lot of fishing mini games don't just
0: use, like, general tracks. So I didn't go with a ton of those. Oh, like but, they don't have, like, their dedicated music for that section of the game. Exactly. But I do want to kick off the show with the track that really made me want to do the fishing stuff, which was Rick all suggestion originally, which was from the game Real Fishing 2. And the track is titled In the Ocean. And I have absolutely no idea who Natsume put on to make this track. And I was looking. So (laughs) Natsume Mystery Composer composed this track. Let's listen and have a good time. And this is for the PS1
1: PlayStation PSX. Let's go.
0: back you are relaxing to in the ocean but don't relax in the ocean that would be problematic (laughs) from the game real fishing 2 composed by some guy I'd never met and I have no clue who he is but he probably works for Natsume so this was on the Playstation 1 and quite frankly this is going to be one of the only episodes I could think of where my experience with playing games well maybe just this track is very limited because most of my, like I mentioned earlier, most of my fishing experience comes from the minigame variety.
1: Mm. What about you? I played a lot of Sega Bass Fishing in the arcade, because um, I worked at that arcade, Funscape, Oh, right, for years. And we had like every Sega arcade game that came out during that time. It was like between 2000, it was between 1999 and 2001? No, oh, no. Between 1998. Seven in like two thousand one, uh-huh. cool. um, kind of a coming of age arcade story. Playing a man in this house, uh, playing House of the Dead, and Daytona two, and yeah, uh, Sega Bass Fishing. Now I was thinking it was really strange that there was an arcade game with a fishing controller, and then playing it and being like, "This is really neat." So, but I like this. This doesn't sound like an arcade game. This is more like chill out. And I love the ocean sound, or the ocean sounds. It's like a, it sounds like um, no, it is ocean sounds, like a surf. Well, yeah, this game it sounds like the surf kind of coming up. I saw
0: just a few images of mm-hmm. it, and it definitely looked like one of those games where yes, you have to take the boat out onto the water, take it to a location, and stop the boat, and then throw the line and try to catch the fish. So this music is actually rather soothing and fitting mm-hmm. for that atmosphere because, I, like that. I mean, when Wicked Sephiroth submitted this track, I looped it. I looped it a lot. This is great. It yeah. it, beca- it did what the track. It's probably meant to do, which is supposed to kind of put you in a relaxing state of mind. It's right. like if you were out on the lake fishing,
1: mm.
0: you just want to kind of sit down, let the rod bob yeah. until something just takes a bite. And I'm in imagining the meantime, just like,
1: sitting in the canoe. We're I mean, not a canoe. <laughs> yeah, you ever, oh, you're fishing in like in a rowboat. Yeah, you're sitting in a rowboat could be a canoe. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but there's a guy on the other side of the boat with an acoustic guitar. Just sort of like picking, picking some notes, and and then it's this tune. And then, the, and then someone takes a bite, Go oh, crip. And, and <laughs> there's no, there's no other, there's no other instrument or percussion. Just the sound of the water accompanying the that, guitar. That is a good. Thought. I like, I like that. Like the, like the, 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 the nature is the instrument. Note to self: If
0: I end up dating somebody, I'm gonna take her on the lake. Yeah. I wanna play this track? Yeah, I wanna act like I wrote it. <laughs> That's a mass fantastic space. you know? Did
1: you know I used to write music for the PlayStation? <laughs> yeah, the PlayStation. There's a really popular game called Real Fishing Part 2. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> it was picked up by the, by the publisher Natsume. <laughs> oh, you don't know who they are? You wish you wanted. Oh, you're impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind it. Do yeah, like a little picnic basket and some some candles. Candles on the on the lake. Open it up. There's like two controllers inside. Like, yep,
0: let's have a game. We're going to play right. And it's now. not
1: just controllers. It's like those weird like Battery. video game like fishing controllers. They <laughs> <laughs> it was like an APC
0: or whatever they call. Them. Yeah, I can't remember power supply APS. It'll be ridiculous, but the important part is, this track is a gem. I like it. That's a good way to start the show. Oh, yeah. That's how I feel right now. Matter of fact, I got this feeling you're going to change the tempo when you go
1: with your next track. I am. Thanks for looking at my screen for now. No. Um, This is a last-minute suggestion uh, from my wife, Christy. She played the game. When we told her what we were doing with uh, fishing, she was like, I used to play the Amazon Trail all the time back in, like, 99 or 98 and there's a section where you have to fish in the river, and it was like I guess it's like the equivalent to doing the hunting in Oregon Trail. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, is there is there like specific music for that section? She's like, yeah, I remember it was really interesting. So and then you promptly forgot to look it up. And I did until today. <laughs> <And I> looked <laughs> it up, and it's got some sweet sweet percussion sounds. So this is going to change it up. This is from the Amazon Trail. This is the third edition that came out in. Uh, 1999 for windows 3.1 and this is composed by bruce bowers is this our first windows 3.1 game (laughs) it might be um so it's like you play it like on your sound blaster or something (laughs) um and this this track is called the river from amazon trail composed by bruce bowers Listening to the track "River" from the game Amazon Trail for the PC, composed by Bruce Bowers. That is some classic General MIDI, right there, man. You got that um, electric bass patch right there, playing that bass. Dun, 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 dun. I'm just... Even the um, the percussion is General MIDI, but it's just it's got a lot of um, dynamics to it. It sounds really good. I do kind of find it funny because my first
0: thought when it started up was like, "Welcome to the Amazon Kingdom."
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Amazon Kingdom.
0: Yeah, it, just, it made me think of like some kind of royal esque sound. Like, hey, you're yeah, it does have a kind of that kind of it does have a uh, I mean, maybe not royalty, but yeah. just. Uh, it just reminds me of, like, an old-style, like, kingdom. Like if you're
1: walking around, like, a... Not necessarily, like, a regal kingdom, mm-hmm. but just... No, it does have a regal sound to it. That's a good That's a good description. It's very regal. It has a regal re- sound. Re- I can't even, I can't say that word well. Anyway, um, Amazon Trail for old-school windows. It looks like when you fish, you, like, they're just... They're kind of... You're in a boat. Yeah, I he was just looking at. And you're spearfishing.
0: That's the weird part. It's, like, so... You have the mouse, yeah. and You're just scrolling around the water, and by doing so, you're dragging the lure.
1: So oh, most fishing it's games it's kind of like, like you, fly fishing, then.
0: Yeah, like yours, usually the fishing game, you know, you have to take the you have to choose which direction you want to throw the one, cast your line, do a power rating,
1: and then you launch it out, and then it drops. Yeah, and then it's kind of like a, a balance act, trying to catch the fish without breaking your line, right? Yeah, yeah. but
0: in this game, it just seems like you drag the mouse.
1: Until the fish bites and the game just says, Do you wanna keep a fish? Well yeah, then it's like, Oh, you're gonna press your luck. Do you wanna keep this two point five pound trout? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is I eat. you know what? I don't know what fish are in the Amazon. Probably not trout. <laughs> well, I mean we know we know they're probably huge fish and they're likely to be delicious fish. Mm. That's all we got. But, but this is this is a cool track. I'm glad I'm glad she pointed this one out. I agree. And it's cool, like um, you know, we have yeah. You know, it's it's cool getting another perspective on classic games.
0: It makes me want to play more of it because through her dialogue, I learned that there is more than one trail game. All I ever knew was the Oregon Trail, but apparently there's the Oregon Trail, the Yukon Trail, yes. the Amazon Trail, something? space trail. It's a space trail. You know, magma trail. There's all kinds of cra- cloud trail, mm. chem trail. There's just so many trips. And there's trails no, Now you're just getting ridiculous, <laughs> Now, Robert. Now I'm just making jokes. <laughs> uh, but the first two are definitely yeah. legitimate. The Yukon Trail and the Amazon Trail, as you're listening to now. That's very cool. So I guess this whole game,
1: you're on a boat. You must be. You, I mean, it's... The Amazon. I, I do imagine it's Amazon. I'm... You'd die if you got off the boat. <laughs> I know I would. Um,
0: what's your next track? Well... I'm going to take a crack shot at a fishing game that I did play. Okay. It wasn't an actual fishing game, but it's
1: one of the closest I ever got. The closest to a fishing game that you've played.
0: Yes. that is the game Breath of Fire 3. And the track title is called Even the Sun is Happy. And it is composed by Yoshino Aoki and Akari Kaida. You're listening to Even the Sun is Happy from the game Breath of Fire 3, composed by Yoshino Aoki and Akari Kaida. So, for those not in the know, the Breath of Fire game is a series, RPG series, that involves a person who's a member of the Dragon Tribe, and for various reasons he ends up always going on a quest. He's usually the last member of the Dragon Tribe. He fights monsters with his friends. Usually, one named Nina has wings, and then other animal crazy friends got an ox and a wolf and a lamia. All kinds of crazy friends. But throughout every game, the prevailing side game is fishing. It hmm. started out in pretty light. It was just all the worth to- of fire
1: games. Yes, I had
0: no idea. The very first game, it was just a simple: if you have the fishing rod at the right power level, you can go to wells and fish up items. and mm-hmm. It was just drop the line and if you lucked out, you'll get an item. No game to it. Second game became a 2D fishing game where you're sitting at the edge of the water and you throw the line out and there's like fish swimming around and you have to like, kind of move your rod around to avoid the fish you don't want and get the fish you do. And sometimes you fish up treasure chests too if you saw one, you can get down and pull it up. You need to have the proper rod and bait. Third game went even deeper and it became this ridiculously widespread game where, like, you could just fish at a bunch of different spots in the world, Matt. The only purpose for fishing primarily was to get money by selling the fish and using some of them as battle items. But it was the fish as battle items, yeah, for like healing. Mostly healing. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, like like, an I'm, I'm like forgetting. you hitting
1: somebody with a fish, like Monty Python style. Oh God, I wish. <laughs> that'd be amazing. And
0: also, I think at one point you can get an apprentice because that's that's how you like, learn certain skills in that game is by getting apprentices to come to your mm, town. Okay, and then not come to your town, I with the fairy tale, but you get apprentices in the world map that would teach you battle skills by working under them and leveling up your relationship. Well, with I had them. no idea. So much of this game was was revolving around fishing. Oh yeah, they, it was addictive too. Like you would get to the point where you were fishing just for fun. Like, you don't even care about what items you drug up. Like, you don't even use them. Like, I rarely use fishing-deficient fish the items, and it got to a point where I didn't need the money anymore. Hmm. But, I played the living daylights out of this game because I adored it so much. Breath of Fire 4 had a fishing game, too, but that was oddly the one where I didn't play through to completion. So, it's one of those I'll be playing it when I'm 70 years old with one finger left. I'll be playing that game somehow. You'll, you'll get to it then. <laughs> it, but it's just... These games are so good. And I didn't even learn until preparing for this episode that apparently it was popular enough in Japan that when they re-released this on the PSP, they offered up a side mode devoted to just fishing.
1: Like, you could play it outside of the game. Just go fishing. Just to go fishing. I like that. When we um, when we decided to do the fishing episode, I emailed Wicked uh, Sephiroth, and I said, Hey, you know, we're going to do... Since you sent us so many suggestions of fishing titles... We're going to do a full, fish fish, a full fishing episode just about fishing. Is there anything you wanted to say? And I, I lost the email because I deleted it like, a, like an idiot. And he said, like, all he said was, like, oh, nothing really. I just, you know, I'm happy that you enjoyed the music. Um, all I want to say is, hey, you should try fishing, everybody. That's it. Well, that was going to be the end of the
0: episode thing. I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> oh, you were going to see, we're going to save it? Probably, yeah. But he did say it. And it was awesome of him. It was nice. Because... And the funniest thing that, you, that Rob didn't mention, he lost the he deleted the email but it forwards to me too, so I oh, saw it. it,
1: that's right. Oh, and
0: it turned out that he did send this actual track, which made me smock. so 'cause I'm like, great mice, think alike. Cause this was my jam. Like when I think of fishing games, I don't think about Sega Bass or Real or Fishing Masters or Black Bass or any of those. <laughs> I think of Breath of
1: Fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's is- what you got. Yeah, because it's it's just so much so much a part of it. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta go back and
0: play. And also, this makes me think so. Like, you might not play enough games to have a thought on this, but just in case. Can you think of a game mm. where something like this was like a side product of it, not the full game, but you invested a ton of time into it solely oh. because you wanted
1: to play the side thing? Oh, I know. There, there has to be. Where, like, the the mini game was more interesting, or at least I I, I I spent more time doing it. I you know, Persona Three, doing all of the the dating sim stuff on the side. I know it helps you during the game, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's hundred percent necessary to do as much as I did. <laughs>
0: you were going for the perfect
1: max. I mean, I knew there was no way to get a perfect like. You know, relationship for every every character in that game. But I was like, I kind of wanted to see how the stories were going to play out, even though a lot of more hokey and, you know, borderline, like, eh. But hey, I wanted to see what was going to happen. And it was part of the fun. It was. So yeah, I think that Persona 3. Yeah, okay. you, know, you could say that's that is the game. A lot of the game was spent, you know, fighting in the same dungeon. So my next track is from the game Sega Bass Fishing, but this is the Dreamcast version. So the, um, the, the music for this is composed by Makoto Iida and this is the original mode menu so this is a port from the arcade um, this composer I believe also worked the same track and then also did the arrangement onto the Sega Dreamcast um, and all of this music for this game is super cool classic Sega, jazzy fusion-y elevator you know, hold musicy, awesome. There's a lot of e yeah. music. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of ish. It's, yeah, it's culinary e. It's kind of gooey. It's kind of crunchy, spicy. <laughs> it's kind of got. It's a savory. It's got that umami. got a salty. Um, so this is the original mode menu. So this is the menu music when you play original mode for the game Sega Bass Fishing for the Sega Dreamcast, composed by Makoto Iida. Original mode menu from the game Sega Bass Fishing for the Sega Dreamcast composed by Makoto Iida. Hmm. So yeah, it's a short, short little guy, short little number. Well the menu theme. It's the menu theme, but man, it's got like that cool jazzy. Like it's it's very chill, like you would imagine a fishing mm. game would be. But it's also got like it's got kind of got that cool luxury club. <laughs> kind of music thing going on that the Sega arcade games always had it's got that fun like kind of disco beat with that cool organ in the background I do
0: like the sound of this though it's very mellow very mellow so based on how Mm. this sounds I think this will be one of those cases where
1: you're the only person in the circle here who's touched this title it's been so long and I did not refresh my memory ah peanut butter that's okay I'm loving this track I do like it I like the little breakdown after the loop. This is just a good song, man. It's a really good song. So, yeah, if you're interested in fishing games, arcade an arcade game based on fishing is going to be a little bit more exciting than, uh, like, a fishing simulator or something like that. Um, and the music is super cool because I love Sega arcade game music. And this this is it. I am definitely a fan of this track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. da, da, da. Mm. So this uh, this past week, I've completed two games. Which ones? I completed Momod- Momodara, Momo Momowdara, Reverie and Moonlight. That's a weird hard game, actually. Yeah, very. Yeah, well, you you had it on hard mode. Well, that is true. I had it on normal, so I finished that. But you said yeah. it was still pretty challenging. Oh, despite it, was, oh that. it was super challenging. The bosses were very difficult, but very fun. So if you want to play a fun. I finished it, it was like five hours, and I almost 100%ed like everything. So just because it took that long to find everything I needed to actually finish the game, which was a little frustrating, but that didn't happen until the very end. So if you want like a fun exploration, kind of pixely throwback 2D platformer, that's a good one on PlayStation. And I finished um, an older game called Papo and Yo. Oh my God, That's now I remember, you told me about yeah, that. Yeah, I was telling you about that on the phone that is a game that's all about an abusive parent as told through the metaphor of a child trying to solve puzzles with his um, enormous rage monster. It's an odd idea <laughs> for a game. It's but very good. It's very effective. Because you know, like, when you described it to me
0: I pictured how that would be used to convey a situation like that because you might be asking yourself why would I play a video game where that's the message <laughs> Where it's conveying this <laughs> yeah. ideology but what I think it is is sometimes video games are a good way to get a person to take notice of
1: something mm-hmm. that they'd otherwise want to avoid yeah it's um it wasn't like oh, I didn't know what this game was about. I knew what this game was about I wanted to I wanted to experience that story and I, I think that video games as a medium is a really good way to you know, get you invested in that story. Oh, like, definitely. Personally, it's it was really, really good. So it's on um, the streaming service, PlayStation now, um, and I got like a free, like demo week or whatever trial week to, to play games, and, I, and I, I picked it up and I had to finish it in a day because I had to I had to have closure. <laughs> like I said, it was that, it was that deep. It was good. It was really, really good. So I really encourage people if you know if you want to have a different kind of experience, um, try Popo and Yo. Comp- he basically, ins- he's recommending the one of the few games he's been able to sit through. Uh, that's exactly it. Yeah, but then, um, you know, there's the newest update to Enter the Gungeon, Advanced Gungeons and Dragons, and I started that again, and there's a lot of new items and bosses, and
0: oh, it's funny too stuck because right back into that. Like funny, too, because everything I read about it indicates that this update, for, for those <laughs> who don't know Gungeon, um, Enter the Gungeon is a
1: top-down shooter that is a roguelike in a sense and also very very difficult extremely difficult and so a lot of people have been put off playing it or playing it more because of its difficulty so they're they're claiming that this newest version has made a lot of changes to even out the difficulty for players but to hear Rob say it now did no such thing I started it up and I think it's a I think it's a scaling I think it's a sliding scale of difficulty because when I started it up I put an hours into this game, and I've beaten it once, which is a feat on itself. And so when I started the game out, the level 1 enemies were like level 6 enemies. Like There were just tons of them on the screen and very, very challenging. So I think that a new player to turn it on would probably have a more of a sliding scale yeah, of enemy yeah, yeah, they'd be more eased into the experience. Whereas for me, it's like it knew that that I was more hardcore or i i have enough experience with the game. Which was refreshing, honestly, because, you know, I start up the game and every time it's like the the levels are randomized but I know how all the rooms look like. I know what to expect in some of these rooms. Now it's like I didn't know what was going on. Enemies I've never seen before. Enemies I expected on level five. Well, you knew what they expected from you to yeah. die. Yeah, well, I, it was funny. My first playthrough, um, I didn't bother... Remapping the controls, I thought it stayed the same. They did not stay the same. Oh, it changed the controls too. Yeah, it changed the controls. Like everything was the same except for the blank was mes ma- was, it was, it was mapped off. I didn't have it, so the button that you used to save yourself was suddenly missing. That's an odd. I was so pissed. Um, yeah. So yeah, I played through two games this past week, and we're playing through another Ratchet and Clank games for fun. Yeah, and it's funny too because uh, if I'm not mistaken like they jumped right into a random one in the series but we don't know like, they don't tell you like this is the fourth in the series oh no 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 I'm there's not no number that. on like they, there's not even they on the really cover don't. they don't tell you anything about it because like,
0: after Ratchet and Clank actually they never did it was always named it was like Ratchet and Clank Yeah. then there was Ratchet and Clank Going Commando then Ratchet and Clank Up Your Arsenal <laughs> then there was Ratchet, Deadlocked. Right. And then there was Quest for Booty.
1: And then play these. Was... Yeah, dude, there was a lot of Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, we You're just... playing, like, the sixth or seventh game. I know, we looked at it, and there was, like, six of them on, on the on the list online, and we were like, well, we'll just pick one. Like, I don't know, what looks what looks good to you? Like, Clank in Time. Yeah, that looks cute. Let's play that one. <laughs> and but it is. It's super cute. It's fun. And it works the way, because...
0: Even though the PS3 games were, the, were like pretty much the only time they tried to tell like a consistent plot mm-hmm. between all of them, I feel like you could still just try to jump into one yeah. and experience it and not be like, well, without that previous game, I have no idea what I'm doing. Or I don't know who this plumber is, but why is everyone laughing at his plumbers, Craig?
1: But <laughs> I don't know who this plumber is, but his, his brother wears all green. Yeah. And he- he's constantly in the way. Until you knock him down He's handsomer And he's much more compelling to watch
0: Oh stop talking about me like that Talk about the game Focus on the game You're wearing red
1: You're the Mario Oh good point I'm red (laughs) You're the Mario I'm red Mario Mm. Alright well so let's get into Your next song That you picked
0: Well funny enough Rob went with Sega Bass Fishing On the Sega Dreamcast And it turns out apparently Later on in the years They actually ported Sega Bass Fishing to the Nintendo Wii. I did see that. And I'll talk about that a little bit more in a bit. But this track is called Jazzy Reed, Bass on Bass, or Bass on Bass, rather.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or Bass on Bass? Oh no, on no the bass. it's the bass on the bass. That is true. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, the
0: fish playing the bass. And I have no idea again who composed this. I want to wager it could be like Eriko Sakurai, but I, I don't
1: know. I feel like I had it written down because I, I think I had the wrong one for the Dreamcast one earlier. I'll find it. But this is for the Wii? Yes. Cool. Enjoy. funky, man. That is super funky.
0: Yes! What's funky, you ass? Jazzy Reed. Bass on bass on bass on bass on bass for the game Sega Bass Fishing for the Nintendo Wii composed by, I don't know, I think. So what's going on here? I think it's Sachio Ogawa. I could be wrong. Because the only thing I know about this is that when the Nintendo Wii... The Nintendo Wii came out, I want to say in like 2006 or something. It's been a long time. But when the Nintendo Wii took off because of its controller gimmick, mm-hmm. companies were getting in line to get their products on there to take advantage of this new fad. So Sega... motion controls. And exactly. All that. Yeah. So Sega thought, why not get in line for this too? So they brought in another company called Cavia, C-A-V-I-A, to port Sega Bass Fishing to the Nintendo Wii and make use of the Wii
1: Mote to work as a fishing rod—that's brilliant. Oh yeah, very yeah. much so. Like I thought, it was a it's a great idea. Well, Sega has ported a lot of their classic arcade titles and, and things to into the Nintendo like platforms. But
0: right? the vibe, yeah. But the vibe I get from this, which is outside the norm, is I think, and I feel based on comparing the OSCs, I'm almost certain of it. Kavia redid all the music. Mm for the Wii version of Sega
1: Bass. Yeah, this is not on the Dreamcast. This is not on the arcade. This this slice of funk is a Nintendo Wii exclusive. Yes, and it is a jam. Oh, I like this. I love the drums on this. I love it I love it when the, the um they hit the cymbals where it's like pss, pss, you know or it's like um I, I don't know what they call it but like yeah, like they like the drummer's playing but then he has not he doesn't hit the cymbals twice in a row, like, where you would expect it. It's always, it goes along with the piano or with the guitar. I'll tell you one thing. I think it's a cool sound. Like, I think about
0: this whole episode, we've been picking these fishing tracks and the like, and, uh, I think back to my experiences with fishing, because back when I was a kid, and even way early teen, Did you ever go fishing? Oh, yeah! but My dad used to go fishing, and then he thought it'd be a good family bonding thing with him and his sons to go out fishing and interact. So we would go out to the C&D Canal, which is a body of water in this area of the, yeah. of the, of the country, and uh, pretty much sit out along the water and fish all day, and then take the fish home, scale them, cut them up, clean them, cook them, and eat them. And that was probably, to this day, some of the best fish I've ever had in my nice. life was in that method. But it's funny, because my dad, he could get angry. But when it came time to fish, he had to have had the most patience (laughs) I can ever think of because I was horrible at fishing. No kidding. All these video games and all, like fishing is like a relaxing endeavor. You throw your line out and you sit and you wait and then you reel the fish in. But when we fished, it was just me constantly getting my line caught on rocks. Oh, man. <laughs> having to like, sit there and like dig out the line from the water. And, of course, seeing how I was who I was, my dad pretty much did all of that. And I was just watching him constantly take the line and fix it, cut it, re re-line it up on the rod, put the line on the rod again, and set it up new. Just frustration nation. And then the worst part of all, thinking out to the present now, is that if you come to the present day and try to go fishing, you know, like you say, a father or a mother wants to bond with her children, you can't even keep the fish anymore because all the bodies of water are too
1: polluted oh, to yeah. eat the catch. No, that's so depressing. I, I see people fishing in the, the Brandywine Creek. Yeah. And it's just like, like, don't eat that. <laughs> you know, you it's so it. bad. I mean, if, if you know about our part of the country, Northern Delaware, you may know about a bit of the history of the Duponts <laughs> of uh, the area and how they've just destroyed pretty much chemicals everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what we're known for plastics. And then when you
0: go down to where the CND canal is, you had like Texaco. I'm not sure who's there anymore, but yeah, like Texaco at the time, mm-hmm. which was like heavy on gasoline. So that just went to the CND. It was just pollution, pollution yeah, everywhere. Just so lots, let's not
1: have a drink. Lots and lots of pollution.
0: But at least the practice of fishing is still awesome, even if you can't necessarily keep your catch. And I would also wager that probably more so in like Central America or like towards the Great Lakes, for example, you can still totally catch and eat your catch. But it's just a thing that I feel like Well, I am rambling too much on it, but (laughs) fishing is is a great bonding experience. I just I totally just expose my
1: and remember. But I'm still gonna do it. It's gonna hurt for well, I know. I, I think that's great. I have a lot of um, memories fishing with my dad. Um, we used to go to um, northern uh, upstate New York, and there's an area called the Thousand Islands. But there was only, like, one island, wasn't there? No, there's a lot. It's, it's like well, it's like a river, lake. No, it's more of like a lake, but there's like a ton of like tiny little islands. Hmm. And we would go out there, and we would camp, and um, we'd find, like, a huge, like, boulder, and we would sit up on the boulder, and we would fish, and I would catch nothing. <laughs> but it was all about the attempt. Yeah, it's all about, I mean, yeah, you're just, just trying. You're just trying. You're just trying. Yeah. It's like, um, if I had caught something, I would probably have thrown it back, because like, I wouldn't know what to do. Like, well, I'm not like your dad was like too new. Like, okay, let's scale it. Let's clean it. Let's eat it. So stupid. we would have been like, oh, well, probably not safe to eat right now. So. <laughs> just
0: put it back, because just, I have no clue what to do with this back. thing. All
1: right, so my next track is um, another pick from Wicked Sephiroth. This is from the game Bass Masters Classic Pro Edition for the Super Nintendo. You're right with that. I'm just... Oh, I thought was... you pointed at me because you are like, no, but like, you're just dancing. Oh, yeah, this track is yeah. a gym. This is, this is a... This has got the funk all over it. This could become a ringtone. Mm. And so, um, for the Super Nintendo, this is the main theme music composed by Phil Crescenza. wait <laughs> wait wait This is the main theme from Bassmasters Classic Pro Edition for the Super Nintendo <laughs> Composed by Phil Cresenza. You're into this. This is a Purnell track, isn't it? Oh, this- this track is really cool. <laughs> you're into it, yeah. So this doesn't sound like you're fishing. This sounds like you're on your way to go fishing and you're feeling good. You're in the truck, you got your bait, you yeah, got your yeah. bags of hers, potato De- chips! Definitely in the truck. I cannot believe this sounds like you are in the truck on oh, no their way to go fishing.
0: <laughs> it really does. though. I mean, like, there's been a lot of TV shows that have taken, like, tracks with this kind of sound mm-hmm.
1: yeah. and played it
0: in the background. It's like a vehicle, like,
1: shoots off in the distance. Yeah, there's some kind of, there's like an innocence to this kind of music. It's It's got that kind of, like, southern kind of hoedown. Oh, the, the kids painting the fences. Let's go on an adventure. Put that paintbrush down. Yeah, yeah. Hey, How- Billy, we're going fishing. Let's go. Let's get <laughs> in my truck. All right, let's go. Why are you driving a truck? Aren't you like Ted? 10- no, no. I just, I just got my license. <laughs> stole it from my pal. I stole I, my pal. I don't need the tractor no more. I want to go fishing with it. Just go fishing with my tractor. <laughs> I I you never, never been tractor fishing before. The fish, the fish see the tractor. They come out. They come for you. They I'm come, pretty sure that's style
0: tractor. You fishing. drive
1: to the lake, and then they see the fish are like, "Man, look at that tractor!" And they and they come after you.
0: Well, like you drive the tractor to the lake, the
1: lake, and then you, <laughs> and then you never see the light of day again as you get locked in your room oh for the rest God. of your childhood. I, I love like the range of of, of styles that we've had on the show today. And I'm concerned that again, it's a fishing episode. You would have expected every track to
0: be like mellow and calm. Yeah, yeah, but there's different. And we even play the
1: Breath of Fire like the when you hook the fish yeah. that's like panicky. Yeah and um in, in Sega Bass Fishing when you hook the fish it's like metal. Really? <laughs> yeah it's like some heavy guitar stuff. Oh jeez. Um yeah it's interesting how like all these game companies have a different take on how to video video gamify this the active fishing. I almost said sport of fishing. Is it sport?
0: is fishing? Video games have yeah. a way of doing that, though. Like even though someone might not necessarily mm-hmm. take to the base variant of a game, yeah, or they might question it themselves, is. going, "How in the heck it can is this like sport in a
1: game? It right. is like sports. Like like it's a simulation, sort of, but it's also an action video game, sort of. So like, how do they decide? To go the in between to make it interesting for a player, and especially on these earlier games for the Super Nintendo, like how fast did they make it? You know, how
0: it's probably a lot of experimentation initially, and then once the groove was settled into, it just became the mold. Because I would almost bet that the NES, old NES fishing games, and maybe even some of the older PC fishing games were just
1: very Mm sim-based, and either you really liked fishing or you didn't. Well, I'm going to turn this track down, Pernell, because we're going to have a part of the show we call. The bonus round. Hey, Paul, we're going to go bonus round, you win?
0: Sega. Bad fishing. Good casting. Casting for the big one. Hey, you've cast it in a good spot. <laughs> Be careful when you go for it.
1: <laughs> um, wow. So the bonus round is the part of the show where we would normally play covers and arrangements and remixes based on the theme. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Not a lot of people <laughs> are interested in uh, doing remixes. Okay, no, I, I did discover something. Oh. There is a Philadelphia hip hop artist who's named himself Sega Bass Fishing. Now that's awesome. That's uh, that's amazing. He has four years and a huge body of work on SoundCloud and I think on YouTube, and it's really good. The closest I did it so shout my... outs shout outs to Sega Bass Fishing straight out of Philly. The closest I came in my
0: my pilgrimage to try to find something related to Sega Bass Fishing mm-hmm. or like just music in general for Fishing Games Remix was a guy who thought it would be a great idea to combine Sega Bass Fishing and Linkin Park.
1: I saw that. Yeah, they took the uh, the voices of Sega Bass Fishing and just threw them into Linkin Park. The oh, songs. I thought about picking it as a joke <laughs> and I was like, I don't like no. Linkin Park so it wouldn't even be enjoyable for me. Yeah, so, so the bonus round for today is going to be more fishing music. Sound good?
0: Not quite.
1: Do we have... All right, gonna... I ended
0: up picking a. Co- I ended up picking a cover oh. to a game track that
1: I played my hand too early for now. Yes, you so, did. I'm just gonna play more, more, more music. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you have? What do you find?
0: Well, I figured since I couldn't find a track from a fishing game, I went with a track from a game where like you would expect to be able to go fishing at or it involves fish in some way. So I went with a remix of a, or a revision of a track from the game Super Mario RPG called The Seaside Ballad. It is a redo or rendition of the theme to Ripple Town, which is kind of the fishing village of the game. Um, and it's composed by Super Darky. Believe it or not, he is a regular YouTube song sharer, but I didn't realize that he also did remixes here and there Oh. And he just he did one. For oh, well, like, like he he
1: shares like classic game music too.
0: Yeah, he does a lot of like top one hundred tracks, like listings and stuff like that. Oh, cool! But I didn't realize he also did his own stuff sometimes too. So oh, let's yes. check it out. listening to the Seaside Ballot from the game Super Mario RPG, redone by Supra Darky. This track, as you notice, loops pretty quickly, but if you've played Super Mario RPG, you probably also know that this track is one that you would probably could see yourself looping for minutes to hours. I have definitely looped this track for upwards to 30 minutes to an hour. (laughs) Um, So... I like the fact that this tracks doesn't deviate from the original sound, but the sound itself changes to feel completely unique. Like It actually sounds like something out of a sea shanty. Like, mm. I picture a guy with one of those old crank boxes yeah. playing this right now,
1: <laughs> and that's where the sound is coming from. Yeah, and- that, that reminds me of... so. I guess it's like almost... It came up on Facebook. It was seven years ago. Uh, we went to Iceland. hmm Iceland. And for one day we went on a, um, a boat trip. It was kind of like a boat tour of like the cliffs along the edge of the island mm-hmm. in some caves. And part of that trip was the captain of this little, like, little tiny little boat that we were all on. Mm-hmm. Finds, he goes into this huge cave where there's tons of echo mm-hmm. and he pulls out a saxophone. Whoa! And he just starts playing, like just just starts tearing out like this jazz music, like this super cheesy like jazz music, like that. Like, and you can tell like that's just what he likes to do. <laughs> you know, he likes to boat, he likes to play saxophone, and why not do them both? I thought it was it was one of my favorite experiences in Iceland, was um, listening to this guy play music on it's, the boat. It sounds awesome. And I also feel like when it comes to seamen,
0: the art of playing music is a major component of mm. Jesse being a man of the sea like you just go out you're out for days days at a time yeah trying to catch things and you pass the time by singing songs <laughs> playing songs and back when of course there wasn't like you weren't dropping CDs <laughs>
1: on deck <laughs> listening to podcasts while you're out those long nights out yeah you usually just kind of sit around and just sang stuff <laughs>
0: like you try to catch fish to <laughs> take home you just sang songs you came up with chanties mm. you sang them um, every once in a while, you might have, like I said, those old crank bosses where it's like it was just meant to be cranked and the song would play. Yeah, yeah, you wind it up. It's just, it's a nice, it's a nice thing, image to picture. Hmm. It, of course, it's odd to say that because I also know that those were some danger-fraught trips, too. Oh, it, yeah. It weren't all sunshine and rainbows. No, no, no But, no. if it rained, I guess a rainbow could
1: come <laughs> All right, so my bonus round pick isn't exactly a bonus pick, but it's an extra song picked by Wicked Sephiroth. This is the theme song to a very modern fishing game called Fishing Planet. And you can find this on Steam. Oh, interesting. And I could not find a composer for this one um, at all, anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a very, very nice website they have for the game, but it is very minimal. (laughs) This is the theme song to Fishing Planet. Song. It's a fishing planet. You can find this game on Steam, but the composer is unknown. This sounds so yeah. oh, <laughs> this is so smooth. I'm really enjoying it. Oh, I this. love, I love how smooth that is. That was fantastic. So um, yeah, a much more modern fishing simulator type game called Fishing Planet. You can find that on Steam. Have a good time with it. Uh, again, that was another Suggestion from Wicked Sephiroth. This wow. man... I, yeah, you were you, into that. Yes. Like, honestly,
0: this is pretty much like the fishing with Wicked Sephiroth, even though Wicked Sephiroth isn't actually here episode. Because, yeah. Because, seriously... Like
1: we all went on, like, an, on a fishing expedition with him.
0: Maybe we we're technically trying to find him, because he went missing on his journey to find oh. the great
1: king fish. <laughs> we all went fishing together, and he's like, I know a great spot, and he, like, disappears. Where'd and then, go? like, the next, like, six days, we're... In the woods, looking for him. Like, how would he get to the woods? We're on a boat fishing. I know, but like, he went off in the woods. He knew a better spot. Oh, touche. Yeah, there's a lake out there. But yeah, we never or found like a creek. The lake or something. <laughs> uh, we're turns- just this is the story of Slenderman. Wicked stuff, <laughs> is The Slenderman. <laughs> oh God, no. dude, do that's that poor man. Uh, for more information on the bonus round, part of our show, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to um YouTube's and SoundCloud's Bandcamp's everywhere where you can go and find the music and support the artists. All right, thanks for joining us on The Rhythm and Pixels Video Game Music Podcast. Our episode 14-3 our focus on fishing, fishing games, fishing mini games, music to fish by.
0: I'm dancing because I can't stop.
1: <laughs> it's kind of funny because
0: uh, it took till the very end of the episode for me to start thinking and go, crap, we totally forgot to think of a, a specific game that totally would have fit on this episode. But it has inspired me to go home tonight and download it for my 3DS. And that is called Legend of the River King. Hmm. Um, it that was a game. Yeah, really It was by Natsume because apparently Natsume loves to fish. Um, <laughs> it is, it's basically a fishing RPG. With the idea being that there's always some, like, grand plot involved, whether it's, like, bringing the sea god and the like, the land god together, or healing your sister's illness, and somehow all these can be healed, or resolved by fishing, and fighting animals in the field on the way to fish. Yeah, sounds legit. Yeah, like, apparently they were highly acclaimed games, I just never got a chance huh. to play them, and... I was just thinking about this episode, like, what are some other fishing games I never touched on? Even after doing all the looking and digging, oh man, I just uh, didn't think of Legend of the River King. I could have played James Pond. You, oh dear lord, that would have been a trip. Was, there's <laughs> even any fishing in that. You like, well, well, I'm a well, fish. You are a fish. <laughs> you're a robotic um, fish,
1: and maybe you, you do, do go some to fish a enemies. You, 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 Yeah, you're in a bathtub. You, you do go to the bathtub. Not very successful fishing in the bathtub.
0: Uh, well, this unless is James you, unless, Pond.
1: It's a, unless it's well stocked, it's a
0: huge bathtub. <laughs> it's like one of the bonus rounds. You have to go to the bathtub and you're like swimming around and like collecting stars yeah. and dodging enemies. I don't even know if there's any other fish in the game aside from
1: James Pond. I don't think so. I think I think it's I think it's this little fish against the world. But humans. he's a secret agent fish.
0: No, he doesn't fight humans. I guess that's what he know Doctor Nobody is a is a fit wow man. I don't
1: know anything about this. And you're like Doctor Nobody. Oh yeah, James Pond. Bob Hinkle, right? James James Pond, two codename Robo. John James Pond, John James Pond Schmidt. Hey, don't you hate on this game? His name is my name. <laughs> <laughs> it is not his
0: name. It is a quality game yeah. that I got to play because my dad budget bought it. Yeah, it's one of those you can't get any of the real games, so mm. buy this cheap ten dollar game instead, and oh, it yeah, worked I out am. to be great. It's you're a robotic uh, fish. I'm leaving. Uh, yes, You could stretch his torso. Yes, and grab things and stomp this. enemies, and that's pretty much all this was, this he could do. It was like
1: was a, was a weekend say, rental. I think I, I did this on the John the Genesis. Yes, yeah, so on the Genesis. Yeah,
0: it was so good. Mm. The boss fights weren't even too well. I To bet, the last two bosses I remember being surprisingly hard for me as a kid, mm. but. It was just genuinely good. Mm. I'm actually remembering yeah. the... It only had, like, two tra- Three tracks in the whole game. Probably. It was like, the bonus round theme... Really? The stage theme... That's and the boss theme. There That's were probably really other funny. tracks... Yeah. Because, like, there was also, like, that... Oh, sorry. There was, like, a, a stage theme... And there was, like, a weird, like... Doot, doot, doot... Like, Jingle Bells or something. Like, a weird rendition of Jingle Bells. But, ultimately, it was a great game. Everyone should play it. It's a good platformer. Hard as the Dickens too, But fun. A lot of Genesis platformers were just... Super hard... Yeah, yeah, but it was a good one. And you probably wouldn't even have thought to buy it because, again, it's called James Pond too, <laughs> codenamed Robocod.
1: Ro- that's right, Robocod. Well, if you would like to get in contact with the show, with us, if you have track suggestions, topic suggestions, um, if you're a composer or a musician and you'd like to be part of the show, please send us an email.
0: Rhythmandpixels.com
1: rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com that's what I said
0: rhythmandpixels.com
1: um and for the full track listing of the episodes and access to all of our episodes and more information about our show go to the websites actually at rhythmandpixels.com <laughs> yeah at rhythmandpixels my brain is not together it's because it's late it's late it's, good. Well, it's not even that and late and it's, it's been raining for five days straight yes um, and if you want to say hello to us on social media, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, um, go to at Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. Um, if you'd like to support the show, um, go ahead and share it with your friends, share it with everybody you know. That's always super helpful. You can also go to Patreon.com/RhythmandPixels, and you can help us out there. Where we also like to thank all of our Patreon subscribers at the end of every episode. So we'd like to thank Alex the Messenger. Thank you so much for your support. Thanks, buddy. Brian Kunkel, also thank you. am I'm, I'm, I'm just fishing for Patreon members now. <laughs> fishing for. Oh, oh I got stop. I got a bite, and it's Bobby Arson. Oh, Don't you, Lord? Oh, man, it's that, this is the
0: weirdest. the worst. That Damien,
1: that Damien Beckles, thought he got away, but I hooked him. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wicked Sephiroth. Well, you know he. I feel like he sponsored our show. I'm supposed to
0: be joking. You're coming up with, like, follow-ups to these. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, Impala, you picked him up with the net, and we're going to have him for dinner. No. Yeah. I I don't want to eat Impala. Uh, Carlos Kung Fu Carlito of the (laughs) Heroes 3 podcast. Um, Thank you so much for your support, and also for being a fish that I caught.
0: So
1: bad. Uh, Morten Gangso, thanks for your support and thanks for for everything for the show. Um, we we do appreciate that. And um, yeah, he wanted to eat the worm and I hooked him. <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> you're running out. Of, I'm like, like I'm running out of there. And to
0: you, you're also a fish.
1: <laughs> uh, and Henrik Anderson. Um, we catch and release. <laughs> I wanna thank uh, our good friend Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast. Thank Forever so filet. Forever filet. <laughs> I wanna thank Brian Pitt Fish <laughs> <Brian Pitt> Sticks. <laughs> Brian Brian Pit Sticks. <laughs> I wanna thank Chris Murray. Thank you so much for your support of the show. And for being a cool dude. We appreciate it. On ice. On oh, ice. Um, Joe Fasalo. Fishing buddy. longtime fishing buddy. <laughs> First time catch. First time catch. And of course, we want to thank David Smith. Thank you for... Also being a fish. Thank you for being a fish. <laughs> this, is the worst. this is our This is our pond of Patreon fish. This is what happens when we record at like 11 p.m. Oh my god, I swear. I swear, it's just late. It's crazy. Um, so last thing I want to mention uh, before we sign off. You can see us and Ed from the VG Embassy recording an episode live at the Retro World Expo in Connecticut, Hartford, Connecticut, on September 7th. I'm sorry, on September 8th, Saturday, September 8th. Or Saturday, September 9th. We're not entirely sure yet. We'll all figure it out when the time comes. But the important part is, get to that expo. Yeah, we will be there um, at the expo in Connecticut. Um, We do know that just a few hours away in uh, Salem, Salem, Massachusetts, thank you, is the Legacy Music Hour recording Saturday morning on the 8th. So, you know, if you can make that, go do that. But if not... Come check us out. Or just come say out. Or, or you know what? Don't even come check out the show if you can't make it. Just come over and say hello. We'll play some video games. Or heaven forbid, do all the things. Do all the things. I'm going to try to... Be an ambitious to, individual. I'm going to try to do all the things, but it's it's already very far away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, well, we might have a, at least someone to drive part of the way, so at least that will be like, hey,
1: thanks for helping us out. Go yeah, we'll, we'll do a bit of it. But um, yeah, we're going to be there with Ed. We're going to do a live recording of the podcast, but we'll, we'll talk more about it as it gets closer. Um... A little bit more certain. In November, we are going to be at Thy Geekdom Con at the Greater Philadelphia um, Expo Center Mm -hmm. in uh, what's what's that? What's that town called? Oaks, Oaks, Pennsylvania. Thank you. Um, And that is going to be on Saturday, the November third at seven p.m. And it's just going to be a show. It's going to be a podcast show, and we're going to get super silly. I feel like we've done a lot of uh, live shows, and they were fun. But like I feel like I really want to get stupid.
0: Yes, yeah, it's always a weird thing because like never know when you're expect. doing a live show versus uh, recording. When we're doing a recording, we're typically just kind of hanging out in yeah, the studio.
1: We're catching up and just you know being stupid.
0: But then you think about a live show, and it's interesting because like now mm. we're talking about, like legacy music, Legacy Music Hour, and all of them. They do their live shows, and I picture like what. Do we Should we do something more at a live show? Yeah. But it's a podcast. We're not going to like dance with top hats and games. like listen to the
1: music. Well, it's I'm just... I am going to be doing some dancing. Oh, mercy. Don't um, go to the show. Rob's going to dance. I'm going to be doing some karaoke at both events. <laughs> um, I'm going to have an unhealthy amount of caffeine and sugar in my body because I'm going to be on Pernell time, which is like... The worst time to be it's, on. It's like, it's like, living. for me, it's like a completely different... It's like these hours aren't real to me.
0: It's like, like sleeping like for 11 three PM, hours. The putting what? Your, really? It's like sleeping for three
1: hours, yeah. putting your deodorant in the dishwasher, and driving it's, for 15 it's hours. Exactly. It's going to be super strange, and I'm going to eat so much deodorant. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> no. I've eaten so much deodorant in the last few days. No, but it's, I'm actually looking forward, because this time we're going to drive together. This is true. Um, and it's going to be like old times. You're, hey. gonna pl- you're gonna plug your Game Boy into the uh, the auxiliary input into the car, and I'm gonna listen to Pokemon music for <laughs> four hours.
0: Pretty. Was that with you when <laughs> I was stuck fighting that Pokemon Elite Four battle for like it was two hours? We were, we
1: were going to some arcade, and, I, and we were. I was like, let's listen to some music, and you were playing Game Boy, and I was like, here, take plug this into your Game Boy's headphone jack. Oh <laughs> right, no! Now I remember. We've done that before, but the
0: Pokemon thing was with our friend Max. We were driving to a wedding together and I was playing Pokemon uh, oh, yeah.
1: Black we, uh, and White. Was, was that
0: Nate's wedding? Yeah, it was Nate's yeah, wedding. Yeah. I was <sighs> playing Pokemon Black and White. That was insane. And I entered the Elite Four unprepared and I kid you not, I spent two and a half hours. No, I, was, I think it was like, not two and a half, it was like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Cut it down, I was realistic here. Hour and a half fighting the Elite Four and losing to the champion. I was just spamming health potions <laughs> and keeping my guys alive and winning battles of attrition half at
1: the time. It was ridiculous. I did that in Skies of Arcadia with battles that you're supposed to lose. You it's know- Just hanging on? Yeah, you just hang on. I'm like, oh, I can do this. Maybe I'm just not high level enough. And you go through all of your health items, you go through everything, and then you get to the end, and you die anyway, and then the game continues. It's like, oh, you're supposed to die. And I hate it, when they dance. Oh, and it's like they should have like just done it. They should have just just done it. But instead, I, I wasted all my items. Skies of Arcadia had a lot of problems. I don't know why I think of it so fondly. Maybe it's it was, that, maybe it's it that, the t- time the time of my the time in my life where um, I wanted to spend a lot of time playing. I don't that know why silly think, like Dreamcast game.
0: I mean, I don't know why I think of Ephemeral Fantasia so fondly. That's like one of the most reviled games on the PlayStation
1: 2. <laughs> I don't know what it is. About it's just that. we like what we like. There's something about reminiscing about this stuff, and then this this track in the background, boop,
0: boop, boop, <laughs> it's like the track is like, "Did you say that about me?" I'll turn myself down. Turn, yeah.
1: Um. Anyway, so uh, check us out. We have two 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 live recordings coming up. I'm really looking forward to hanging out with Ed. I'll be um, guesting on the. I guess we'll both be guesting on the VG Embassy that time around. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about the topic that we're gonna hit. And um, have you already
0: picked one? Oh, oh yeah oh boy I think, oh, I, I think I have to know what mine's gonna be too but I gotta
1: confirm it with them to make sure I'm not like thinking about the wrong thing <laughs> um, I, there was something else I was gonna mention but that's okay uh, next week I'm gonna be in Seattle um, so we're gonna have and I just already decided it's gonna be a mixtape it's gonna be an all fishing mega mix
0: well, how do we even have enough fishing tracks left to do a fishing mega mix uh,
1: I'm, uh, it's gonna be a whole lot of fishing music and it's I'm gonna do artwork that's gonna be like a Eurobeat style <laughs> oh my god it's gonna be super silly um, so yeah, dig, dig, dig that fish All my fishy friends Anyway, what... you've been listening to The Rhythm and Pixels Video Game Music Podcast uh, My name is Rob Nichols And I Perdale. Thank you very much for listening Have a wonderful week Have a safe week We'll see you next time And
0: remember I talked about it already Go fishing mm-hmm. Do it with your parents if you can Or with your children Fishing is fun Sometimes not but ultimately, it's a fantastic bonding experience. And if you're in an area where you can actually keep what you catch, all the friggin' better. And if you can't, just go to the grocery store and buy some fillets and cook <laughs> them and act like you call them. It's almost the same effect. Roll controller. It.
1: It's on the bait. Oh, fish.
0: Ooh, it was so close. Yeah, he's a fighter. Wind it. Wind it. Wind it. Wind it. Wind it. Bass hunter. Slow it down. Faster. Faster. Keep it tight. Loosen it.